Product review strategies have changed a lot the past three years on Amazon. Today's guest will tell us how to get more product reviews while staying compliant. My name is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. This is the My Amazon Guy podcast. So I'm now joined by Colleen Quattlebaum, and she's the marketing manager with Ecom Engine. Did I say that right? You sure did. Perfect. Hey, I was so worried about that. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So I'm, I'm excited to have you on. So um, before before we talk about how to generate more product reviews, because I know that's what my, my listeners are going to care about, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and who you represent? Sure. So again, my name is Colleen Quattlebaum. I'm a marketing and business development manager at Ecom Engine. And Ecom Engine has been around since 2007. So for those of you in the Amazon and e-commerce industry, you've probably heard of our flagship tool, which is Feedback 5. So we provide a whole suite of software services to Amazon sellers. Uh, but Feedback 5 is a reputation management tool to help manage feedback and reviews. We have an FBA management tool uh, for inventory management called Restock Pro, um, a sourcing tool for uh, Amazon sellers uh, looking to find products to sell on FBA, and that's called Market Scout, as well as a new pricing tool called Smart Price. So a lots of tools, of, uh, lots and tools, lots of tools. Right? So, but we've been around for about 12 or 13 years, and my job is really just to bring as much um, educational, valuable information to Amazon sellers. So I speak with a lot of sellers on a daily basis, our customers and other sellers, as well as thought leaders like you. So, Well, uh, well I appreciate that. Yeah, so um, we're going to be talking today about product reviews. So big, big first question, kind of hard to answer concisely. So we'll kind of dissect this today, of course. But how do you generate more product reviews on Amazon? I want to get those reviews up so I get more sales, of course. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it's it's definitely challenging. Um, so, you know, for, there's many, many different ways that you can get reviews. And my biggest advice is to uh, do it in a white hat way that follows Amazon terms of service. Always follow the rules. There's a lot of black hat tax, tactics out there. But the good guy always wins in the long run. So it's just not worth uh, risking your business to follow any black hat tactics. So there's um, several different ways uh, that Amazon has actually some approved programs that you can use. The early reviewer program if you're launching a new product. Um, Amazon Vine is also another uh, great uh, program that Amazon has out there. Um, it's temporarily on hiatus right now, just as of two weeks ago, based on the current state of the pandemic. Um, so once that opens back up, though, um, that's another great program do, to use. Do you have any insight on that, by the way? Um, like, I'm not sure why they closed it. I couldn't figure it out. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, right around March 17th, it looks like it went, uh, it, it's been closed. Um, I think mainly just because they're focusing on, you know, just everything in the state of the pandemic, focusing on really the essentials. Sure. So if somebody's registering a brand and, and trying to, uh, you know, join the Vine program right now, that's just not a priority for them if it's what, not an essential item. So Amazon Vine came out of um, the woodwork, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. We had almost unlimited access to it for like a solid month. And then all of a sudden, just one magic day, this was preceding the COVID-19 stuff, the, the March announcement. Um, all of our brands who hadn't had access at that stage couldn't gain access. So I didn't know if like the Vine program was just like overwhelmed or something, but did you notice anything, you know, before the COVID-19? No, that's right around mid-March is when we started to hear that okay. some sellers were yeah, not able to enroll. Um, I mean, but you're exactly right. It was only open to, to vendors for years up until about December 19th, 
2019, it quietly rolled out to all sellers. Which is what so. always happens, right? They like <laughs> quietly roll things out. They they never send announcements. So like I, I, I swear I spend at least 15 to 20 minutes a day just clicking on every link within Seller Central trying to figure out what other UI changes have happened. And without fail, two or three times a week we find something, right? right. Like last week there was two and going on three advertising changes right they they rolled out two new display functions there's like the really cool one by the way i thought was the custom image for brand headlines um i thought that you know that's the biggest ad space you could take on amazon let alone on the entire web uh and it takes up like half your mobile screen so like we've never seen that much real estate get taken Amazon didn't even send an email out on that for like, I don't even think they have yet. I don't know if you've noticed one or not, but. No, I haven't seen any communication on that. Um, there is a tool called Washetti or Wachetti. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's W-A-C-H-E-T-E. And um, it's a great tool where you can uh, just basically any website that you want to follow any changes that they have. Um, so Seller Central is one that if you want to you know, sign up for alerts, anytime they make a change, it'll show you kind of the before and after of what they've done on that page. So anytime that there's a, a change, you'll be alerted. So you don't have to constantly scour the, the page. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting one. How, how do you spell that one more time? W-A-C-H-E-T-E. We'll put a link in that for our description for our listeners, but I, I had missed it the first time, so that's why I had to get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so I look at that. Nice nice tool. I actually haven't heard of that. I thought, I thought about the Wayback Machine. That kind of throws me back a bit, but I, I'm sure that tool's right. got some additional um, right. This magic. will give you alerts. So each day you get alerts on, on the sites that you're managing or nice. taking a look at. So. Nice. So, so speaking of other random changes that have recently happened, I noticed that they got rid of the ability to upload photos on product reviews. Has that come across your radar at all? Well, I think Amazon's doing a lot of different things to make it easier for the consumer to leave a review. Um, for instance, they don't have to actually comment on their review. They That's a new change the, too. Yeah. Right. So they can just choose the star rating. Um, so they're just making it as easy as possible so that, you know, consumers can leave a review with it taking minimal time. Um, I think people are more likely to leave a review if it leave, if it takes minimal time. I know that on the back end for the sellers, that's frustrating because you can get a review and not know why they loved it or why they hated it. Um, so, so there's pros and cons. Uh, Absolutely. Amazon, you know, it was very customer centric, customer focused. So, um, you know, their obsession is making sure that the consumer is happy. Uh, so. <laughs> so, so speaking of negative reviews, uh, should sellers respond to those in your opinion? Absolutely. I think that it, it really helps for you to comment publicly in line to those reviews. Um, it helps to show that you care about your brand, you stand behind your products or that you're willing to make it right. Um, and it, it's, it's just helps the trustworthiness and reliability of your brand. Um, you know, acknowledge or take accountability if something's not working properly. Um, you know, it gives somebody else, a potential buyer who's considering to purchase that product, they see that you're actively, you know, making sure that, that things are right and giving them more confidence to buy that product if there is a negative review. One of, of course, the with negative reviews that you can't ask somebody to remove or update their review like you can with feedback. So with feedback, if you respond, you know, you need to respond quickly. And if you make it right, then you can, you know, and satisfy that customer. You can certainly ask them to update or remove that feedback. So, so one thing that rolled out less than two weeks ago, I think, was on the seller app. You now can actually see customer reviews right there. So for those that are watching on YouTube, I'm pulling up on screen. You can see a section for customer reviews. 
I, I think that was three years too late. I feel like they could have rolled that out so long ago, right? But there are tools that do send email alerts, and I know you have one of them. So feel free to plug that here. If somebody wants to get alerted when they get a negative review, what tool do you have that helps with that? Certainly, Feedback 5 will send alerts for negative reviews and negative feedback. So, and of course, the, the bonus of getting that alert is that you find out right away so that you can respond right away. So just like anything, I mean, the sooner that you handle a customer service issue or, you know, a product issue, the sooner you can make it right, satisfy the customer, um, or even pull that product from the shelf, for instance, if you find out that there's something major, you know, wrong with it. Um, so, and maybe even you decide not to ask for reviews on that ASIN anymore if it's defective while you're trying to pull it from the shelf. So just, you know, the sooner you can find out about that, the better. But Feedback 5, you can either sign up for text alerts, mobile, um, or email alerts. Um, you can choose the time of day that you receive those alerts so you're not getting interrupted at 2 a.m. Um, and you can also just choose to have a daily digest, like just once a day, here's all the negative reviews or feedback you've received on everything. So a couple and, different options there. And one last question on the negative reviews. So um, the question of how much value is it into trying to engage them, right? So like, what do you think the percentage of, hey, I engaged the consumer to try and get this removed versus what I actually got removed is? Does that make sense? Right. So again, feedback, that negative feedback can be removed, um, but negative reviews, you cannot ask them to remove that. So, 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 and, so and let even me... when you respond in line to a negative review, that consumer is not necessarily aware that you even responded to them that's more for other potential buyers to see that you acknowledged uh, their comment. So I'm glad you delineated there. My, my question, the heart of my question was in, you know, engaging the product review for a consumer and then like reaching out to them directly um, okay. or, or, or even say their seller, um, seller uh, review and reaching out to them directly. What do you think that the customer response is to engaging with the seller to once we've made it right for them to go on back in and change it in your opinion? Um, I don't know what the percentage is there of, you know, sure. the likelihood of, for them to update it or change it. I think, you know, if, if you've made the customer satisfied, you've made it right, you've had really good customer service throughout that process, then they're more likely to update it and change it. And the sooner you respond. So, so but, I, I want to put my finger in the air and say it's somewhere between 20 and 25%. So, so yeah, the reason it's pretty low, it's maybe pretty, even lower than that. It could be, it could <laughs> yeah. be. So the reason why the public response is so important because of that is because it's not necessarily going to make it so that the customer removes their feedback. It's more so that the customer who hasn't bought yet that comes across that negative review inevitably, they're going to be more comfortable to know, hey, this, this seller backs up their product. Obviously, not everybody's going to be 100% pleased all the time, but we know that they responded here, so we trust them. So it's a trust signal in my opinion. Correct. I agree. So, so, all right. So let's pivot to COVID-19. Um, how have you been seeing coronavirus impact reviews in the current environment right now? Yeah. So obviously, you know, unprecedented times for sure. Um, and it's impacting all aspects of everybody's life and especially, you know, Amazon sellers and business owners. And, you know, many are seeing fewer sales, which also means fewer reviews. When you have fewer orders and fewer sales, that's fewer opportunities to get reviews. Um, I think that feedback is is more important to focus on in a way right now because so many um, sellers are shifting from FBA to FBM um, with the recent announcement of uh, Amazon temporarily disabling the shipment creation for products other than those essential items. 
um, and high demand products. So those that can't send items to FBA right now are, are looking to do merchant fulfilled. And when they do that, um, they're the ones shipping, packaging the item and sending it off. So making sure that you're on time shipping, that your, um, you know, your, your customer response time, the overall customer experience, including the shipping and packaging is related to your feedback, not the product review. So if you're merchant fulfilled now, and that's a new process for you, just really, you know, pay close attention to your feedback because, you know, you could get negative feedback in these times where, you know, maybe things aren't shipping on time. Maybe, you know, you're using new packaging now that you're, you're sending it off yourself instead of FBA. Um, so just pay close attention to negative feedback, I would say. Um, yeah. So I would second everything you, you mentioned, Clean, and there's, there's a difficulty in um, managing customer expectations right now because they don't necessarily, not all of them are paying attention to that ship time frame. And even FBA and merchant fulfilled orders are absolutely being impacted. The supply chain's kind of in haywire right now. I, I do foresee this starting to ease. I feel like we've, you know, I think Friday, in my opinion, was kind of a slight turning point for Amazon. You know, maybe maybe it'll fluctuate. Maybe it'll get worse and get better and kind of float back and forth. I don't know. But um, they did ease some of their inbound shipping um, constraints, which I thought was a promising sign. And hopefully when April 5th rolls around, we'll see everybody get back open to inbound shipments. But I agree, it's been a mass, massive uh, dash to try and get Merchant Fulfilled up. And at the same time, they, they temporarily turned off SFP applications. So if you couldn't, couldn't get Prime on your SFP or your Merchant Fulfilled if you wanted, um, but but even still, that's not necessarily a program I recommend to very many sellers. It's very difficult to manage um, shipping time and constraints, getting the getting the orders out the door and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> okay, cool. So so what do you think? You know, you mentioned some compliance and white hat tactics. So what do you think the most effective way is to generate reviews while staying compliant? It, it, and, and and is there anything you can do more than just running the Amazon approved programs like uh, Early Reviewer and Vine that you mentioned? Sure. Uh, right now, so the safest way to request reviews is using Amazon's request a review button that they just launched at the end of last year. That's in Seller Central on the orders page. It's a little gray button and it, it literally says request a review. Um, so this is a message that is sent directly from Amazon to your buyers. Uh, and so it's 100% compliant because Amazon is actually the one sending that message. And they've optimized the message to hopefully get good results. Um, it does ask for both a product review and feedback in the message. Um, another benefit is that it is automatically translated into the language of choice. Uh, so the, the buyer in their Amazon account settings has their preferred language set. So it's automatically translated for them. Um, this is sent, uh, when you hit the review button, it can only be sent between four and 30 days after the order has been delivered. Um, and you can't customize the message in any way like you can with buyer-seller messaging, but it is the safest way since the message is going directly from Amazon to the buyer. Um, the downside of this is that it's a very manual process to go in and do it for each order that you want to request a review on. So, um, so Feedback 5 has actually automated that button. We've worked very closely with Amazon here at Ecom Engine uh, over the last few months to, um, to have that process automated. So in Feedback 5, you can do your typical buyer-seller messaging uh, emails if you prefer to go that way, or the new route is using the Request a Review button and automating that and choosing the time and which ASINs that you want to send that for. So, so that's a brand new feature in Feedback 5. A lot of sellers, especially if they've been restricted from buyer-seller messaging, 
they can use this new requester review feature. So, so I've heard a lot of buzz about your rollout on this tool and a lot of people are talking about it. Um, for those that haven't engaged your product yet, let's talk a little bit about the manual part first. So, sure. so if I, if I'm in my manage orders section on Amazon right now, how, how do I get to the manual component? So if you go to the order details page, I believe it's up in the top left corner. It says request a review, little gray button. Do you have to go into the actual order to make it happen? Yes, you have to go into the actual order. So and, you go into each individual order. And then you mentioned you have to do it during the between day four and 30. Correct, after the order has been Got delivered. It. Got yep. it. All right, so so I've, I'm going to pull one up on screen here. So on screen, I've got an order, and this is um, in the order details. This went out two weeks ago. And it, in the top right here, you can see request or review. So if you click that, it pulls up. We don't require you to request reviews because our system already do that at no cost to you. However, if you prefer a request or review for the sort, please use this feature instead of using the customer via email or seller messaging. So it does seem like they're trying to signal um, users to do that. Um, so that's really interesting. Yeah. They are definitely encouraging sellers to use this route. So, and we're still actually um, evaluating the data uh, to see the, to figure out the performance of this. Um, our, our tool has had this for about a month now. Um, so, so we're still evaluating the data on, you know, how well this is working, but we're seeing pretty good results. Um, but again, it's fairly new, but since Amazon is pushing sellers to this, we're, we want to make sure that we can support that in an automated way. So to make everybody's life a little bit easier. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. So let's talk about your tool now. So does does the tool have, so like right now with Corona, I'm thinking to myself, man, some of my customers might leave a more negative review because uh, the item's not shipping in two-day prime. Should I should I be engaging it right now? Or is there is there any filters within your tool to specify ship timeframes, anything like that? So in the tool, you can specify the time that it's sent and as far as the time of day and which ASINs and if you want to exclude refunded orders. Um, so there are a few different options. Um, you can't customize the message, but you can customize the timing of it and, and which ASINs you're asking for reviews on. Got it. Um, certainly right now, it, there's just a lot of unknown. Um, people you know, are certainly stressed out, but they also probably are very grateful for the fact that they can purchase these items on Amazon and not have to go out to the store. So um, you know, some people have a little more time on their hands. It's hard to say, does that, is that gonna lead to getting more reviews at this time? If they're grateful and, you know, and they understand that there's small businesses out there that need our help, um, or you know, are they stressed and more likely to leave negative review or feedback? I, I don't know, it's hard to say. So, um, but I think that, you know, you want to come out of this stronger. So asking for reviews is important. Um, it's a small percentage of people that do leave feedback and leave reviews. So just always asking is, is always what I recommend um, because it can take a hundred requests to get 10 or 15 reviews, um, sometimes even less, you know, depending on your product. So if you have a really good product, then, you know, about 10% of your emails should lead to a product review. That, that's probably a higher percentage than I would have guessed, um, but, but you're very close to that data, so I believe you. It sometimes feels like if I didn't ask, it'd be like one out of 100 would leave a review, and when I do ask, it doubles to like two out of 100, but, um, but, uh, but you're probably right. There's probably more than that. I, I just a little skeptical. Um, yeah, and a lot of it depends on the product. Probably sure. does. So, yeah, and and the message that you know with buyer seller messaging, you know, if you do a lot of A/B testing on your subject lines, um, you know, in the past that has worked well. You know, you're getting to the point where you can find a good uh, ratio of of you know people leaving a re review with the request a review button. Of course, you can't change that message. 
Um, but Amazon has, you know, taken a look at the message, they've optimized it, and they claim that this is the right message to send to, to customers. Um, so, but again, we're still taking a look at that since it's fairly new. So, so, so it is fairly new, but, <clears throat> but you've, you've made some, some assumptions, I'm sure, that you think that this is the future of review generation. Um, what, what other insights do you have? Yeah, so this, I mean, definitely the future of review generation, um, buyer-seller messaging is still okay, that's still allowed, um, but there has been you know, a lot of talk in seller forums and other places that that could be going away. A lot of sellers have been suspended or restricted um, because of verbiage and buyer-seller messaging. Um, Amazon terms of service can be very confusing. Very. Um, and so, you know, when, when you're in control of your own message, that can be good, but it also can be bad, bad because depending on which Amazon rep you speak to or which Amazon rep reviews your email, they could interpret the way that you wrote a sentence in your email differently than a different rep, and they could choose to suspend you. So, um, so it seems that there's been a lot of, you know, mixed signals as to what you can and can't say in an email um, through buyer-seller messaging. So you're just at a little bit more risk if you choose to use buyer-seller messaging. Um, so request a review button is certainly the safest way to go. Makes makes a lot of sense, and and so as we as we kind of look down the pipeline, what other you know it's 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 always difficult to put your finger in the air and say I think this is going to happen next on Amazon because you know nobody really knows you nobody at Amazon probably even knows <laughs> but like what what other things do you if you had to put your finger in the air and guess and say hey I think this might change on Amazon or what else do you think might be coming down the pipeline? Well, I mean, the early reviewer and Amazon uh, Vine programs, both of those, for, for instance, uh, you have to be enrolled in brand registry in order to do those programs. So I think any other programs that they roll out, you know, get your items enrolled in brand registry. That seems to be another big thing that, you know, any program that they roll out, they want the products enrolled in brand registry. Um, what, why, so, do you, why do you think that is? I think because of just all of the, you know, the black hat, bad actors, the... Um, the you know products that are fake that are out there um and it just leads to you know a bad impression of using amazon you know to purchase items if you're a consumer not knowing if you're going to get the real nike shoes or the fake nike shoes for instance and, um so making sure that they're registered and it's truly just the brand owner selling that and it's interesting to note so i feel like amazon has kind of been a little bit of a brand killer in the past decade right so jeff bezos is famous for saying your margins my opportunity and so this marketplace has been a race to the bottom of price gouge, you know, prices going lower and lower, not price gouging as I was about, about to fumble into. Um, and, and so we've seen, um, you know, unless you're a luxury brand, if you quizzed 100 people, what was the name of the brand you bought your item from? Random widget, gadget, if you will. M most nobody could answer that question. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, so I, I, I agree with you. And I think, I think having that trademark sets you apart from uh, the black hat, stuff and that trademark allows you to get that brand registry within Amazon. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I also think just on, on the heels of, you know, COVID-19 coming out of this, you know, whether it's a few months or a year, whenever, I, I think that we're going to see more Amazon sellers out there. You know, there's a lot of people furloughed, losing jobs, for instance, and they're looking for other ways to start a business. Um, or they're looking for other ways if their their brick and mortar retail shop shuts down, maybe they start selling stuff online. So I think that there could be some more more sellers out there. Um, so, you know, there's just going to be, a lot, I think a lot will change. Um, I also think a lot more people are going to be buying online than ever before because of the current state and then the habits that people get in. People that were not Amazon shoppers before, you know, are now shopping online. 
Um, and then that becomes a new habit for them. And instead of, you know, go into the brick and mortar, they're more likely to buy online. So I think that in the end, it, there could be some, some, some positives for sellers. I, I think there's tremendous amounts of positives. Um, so, you know, we've had, I'd say 30% of our accounts that we manage at my Amazon guy have had, had record weeks in sales, um, beating out Christmas rush, beating out prime day week, all that good stuff. Um, so there's a lot of high demand right now. And, and the average account right now is, is positive as well. Um, because of that increase in demand, people aren't able to go to the retail store. They have to shop online. So, you know, you know, if I look at the economy right now, I probably am a little bit pessimistic. I'm like, oh man, this is going to hurt for a while. We're going into a recession at least. But I think, I think Amazon is recession proof. So I think, I think, uh, if you're, if you're in Amazon right now, if you're selling on Amazon, it's a good place to be. And even if Amazon were to decrease, which we've not seen, by the way, we've seen record sales and big demands, but even if it was to decrease, it'd probably be the first sector to recover when the recovery came. So it's good to be positioned there, in my opinion, as well. Yep. Good insight. I agree. So, so I, and, and I think, I think your insight as well was, was pretty spot on. So, all right. So any, uh, any last thoughts you want to share with our listeners uh, before we end our podcast today? No, I would just say stay safe and try to stay positive during this trying time. And, uh, you know, if you have a little bit of downtime here and there, if things do feel a little slow, optimize your listings, you know, do those things that where you can optimize your processes, you know, so that in the end you can come out stronger. Well, I appreciate that. And then to any of the listeners who are coming from the feedback five crowd or, or for the seller engine crowd, um, my Amazon guy, we're an eight person agency based out of Georgia. Um, we've got access to more than 100 Amazon accounts, 65 active clients, and we help uh, sellers with anything they need for um, everything from advertising management to catalog management to uh, A-plus content design and more. So if you need any help with that, go over to myamazonguy.com. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, you guys have a great tool, a, a great set of tools that help Amazon sellers, and so we really appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, guys, that was the My Amazon Guy podcast with Stephen Pope. I'm the founder. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. Please uh, feel free to subscribe. Um, our podcast is available on Apple, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other places. Thanks so much, guys.